Yeah, and that may be what the game is now. Like, if they can at least remember my name, might raise the probability of them choosing me. Test, test, one, two, three. You know who I be. It's your boy, Don Wall, a.k.a. Moral SP. Of course, I'm here with Carl, the homie. Welcome to Embrace Matters of Richmond podcast season four. If you're just joining us on our journey, Carl and I have been getting to know our community and the issues that threaten to tear us apart. On today's episode, Carl and I will be discussing local politics, but this time we have done our homework. We are back to talk about what we learned and how that impacts our lives. Yo, Carl. What's up, man? What's going on, Don? <laughs> so, so, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Goodness, because last episode, when we talked about politics, I didn't know much. Um, what didn't you know? Uh, I didn't know how local politics impacted, uh, or either knowing or not knowing about politics impacted my life. Didn't know that. I did not know um, really how like Richmond politics work. Okay. Like I know some stuff here and there. I, did, I knew some stuff here and there, but I didn't really know too much about the ins and outs. Say Richmond, are you talking about like the Richmond. greater Richmond area or Richmond city proper? Richmond city proper, but also the greater Richmond area. Yeah. Like even if we talk about the state level um, as well, which we'll probably talk a little bit about too. Um also didn't know too much about the casino but we're going to get into that as well because that's a very hot button topic um but real quick uh friends embracers uh this just in embrace matters of richmond has a merch store that is now open so if you love our um content if you want to support us if you love the different M pictures and stuff like that, all made by the main, the homie Carl, um, you can go to our merch store and see some of the stuff that we have. It is ran through Bonfire. They have very quality stuff. Um, and I, I try my best to make it sure that it's not super expensive. Um, but check out our merch store. You can find our merch store through our link tree, which is uh, in the bio of our uh, Instagram page. Um, so go and check that out. Um, every dollar that we get goes toward uh, this podcast. It goes towards any um, community events and outreach that we do. Um, and it, it could possibly also go towards supporting some of the nonprofits that are in the city. Um, so, yeah, check out the merch store. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, speaking of nonprofits or businesses around the city, let's go ahead and hit up this uh shout out segment um, the big facts segment and we can get to our local poli- politics um, the big facts segment uh, big facts is where we either me or Carl will shout out people organizations or events happening already making a difference in Richmond this episode shout out goes to Juice Life RVA Juice Life RVA it is tucked away in Shaco Bottom our dear Shaco Bottom is founded by Ryan Williams. Juice Life RVA was born out of a deep-rooted passion for passion for wellness and a desire to make a positive impact on his community. Ryan understands the unique health challenges faced by many and and he believes that nourishment from nature is the key to unlocking our body's potential to heal and thrive. He's proud to be a Black-owned business that celebrates diversity and cultural richness. His journey is infused with the spirit of unity and strength, and he's committed to providing healthier alternatives to our fellow community. Now, that was a big fact. Um, Shout out to Ryan Williams, actually. uh, I got to meet him, Carl. Uh, He's a really cool guy. Um, I got some juice as well and some sea moss. Nice. Uh, we had a really great conversation and we talked about possibly collaborating in the future. Um, so if you are listening to this pod and you are in the city, there may be, um, you know, smaller, quicker, weekly, you know, monthly events for you to come to. 
um, that'll be located at Juice Life RVA. Um, so keep your keep your ears to the street. Make sure you check our Instagram because we are always doing things, and I want to make sure you guys have an opportunity to be a part of it. Um, but yeah, Carl, have you been to Juice Life RVA? No, no, I haven't. It is so good, man. My favorite juice that he has is a watermelon, pineapple, and ginger. Where do we find it? It is in Shaco Bottom. Mm-hmm. I don't know the street name. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know the street name. But if you give me a second, I can tell you it is located. I'm flipping through the words <laughs> of everything. Uh, it is located at 117. North 20th Street, Richmond, Virginia. That's 23223. Juice Life RVA. Check them out. They're really great. Um, and the juice is so good, too. Like, it's it's something, you know, you drink juice, you get your Welch's or whatever from the, from the store, and you realize that there's so many preservatives and so much sugar yeah. in it. But, man, uh, having actual juiced, fr- like, fruits and vegetables and stuff, it just tastes so good. It makes you feel so good. So check that out, man. Um, he's doing great things there. So, Carl, last we spoke, mm-hmm. we didn't know what we was talking about. Nope. But now, <laughs> we know a now, little more. We know a little more, man. And uh, my goal is to get an expert in here, but that's for another episode. Um, but let's let's dig let's dig back into local politics um i want to start carl by addressing the questions that we had first before we dive into the actual factuals sure uh the questions that we had last episode was i'm just going to list them off and then we'll go and answer them it was how do local politics work okay i think we got the answer to that how does knowing or not knowing about politics impact you or me or Carl. Why do people ignore politics? And lastly, um, the casino. And it's an interesting question I really want me and Carl to talk about before we end today is if the casino and resort does get built, would you go to it? Would you spend money there? It's a good question. It's a good question, but we'll save that to the end. Um, but firstly, so how do local politics work? Uh, that is a loaded question that we have. <laughs> um, there's a lot of ins and outs to local politics um, and stuff like that. But I will start by saying that uh, all state governments are modeled after the federal government, right? Um, and this is like, you know, you learn this in your civics classes when you're in school. This is basic civics. Um, they consist of three three branches. Say it with me: the executive, executive the legislative, the judicial. judicial. You know, we we know, <laughs> um, we know those things. Um, there's uh, counties, there's towns and cities. In some states, the counties are divided into townships, um, and the. Uh, Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm reading and talking at the same time. Um, the Carl, help me with this word. This is a new word for me. Villages? <laughs> <laughs> Boroughs. Um, mis- municipalities. Oh, municipalities, yes. Oh, I said that right. Yeah. M- municipalities. Yeah. Richmond um, is a municipality. And we're going to talk about that. Um, so the <laughs> mis- m- municipalities can be structured in many ways, like Richmond is, um, and called various things, townships, villages, boroughs, cities, or towns. Um, Municipalities generally take responsibility for parks and recreation services, Mm -hmm. police and fire departments, Mm -hmm. housing services, emergency medical services, municipal courts, transportation services, including public transportation, and public works. That's like streets, sewers, snow removal, signage, and all of that. Um, Whereas the federal government and state governments share power in countless ways, a local government must be granted power by the state. And that, again, is like 
civics 101 that's eighth grade civics in our dear city here um in general the mayors city councils and other governing bodies are directly elected by the people and i wanted to stop there carl because our next question was how does knowing or not knowing impact us yeah um and i wanted to highlight that the mayor the city councils and other governing bodies is directly elected by the people. Yep. Directly elected by the people. And we're the people. We're the people. We cast our vote for that name where we fill in that bubble on that sheet and it is counted. So (laughs) I think it goes without saying how important us knowing about politics. Now, I want to reiterate that I don't believe that politics will save us. I don't I don't think it's that serious. I think it's serious, but I don't think it's as serious as like oh my gosh, like you know, I got to be obsessed. Right. Yeah. Um because ultimately God is going to put in place who God wants to put in place. That has nothing to do with me. I mean, I, I can cast my vote. Amen. But ultimately, God has a plan, and I believe in it and trust in that. Um but knowing that the people that are in charge of this city, we choose, that's a powerful thing to put into the hands of the public. Um, and I want the embracers to know, especially those, if you live in Richmond, that is your vote. That is your vote. Mm-hmm. That's your voice. That's your power. You get to choose amongst with everybody else, but you get to choose who runs this city? Who makes the decisions? I think you're 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 onto something, and I think it will come up later. Yeah, like it's a lot of power that you get to choose. Yeah, and hopefully that's a theme that will be respected. Hopefully that's a theme. Yeah, that will be acted upon as a privilege. Uh, some people say it's a duty, but. Hopefully people are empowered by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hope so. Hopefully this episode does um, make you feel that once we're done. Um, I feel empowered. <laughs> um, just knowing like, wow, like that's on me to choose. Um, so moving through. Uh, that was like the general stuff here. Now we can get into some uh, a little bit deeper here. Um, still at the state level. We have the executive branch. Okay. The executive branch is headed by a governor. Okay. Who is directly uh, elected by us, the people. In most states, other leaders in the executive branch are also directly elected, including lieutenant governor. Didn't know that existed, but Mm -hmm. lieutenant governor. uh, Just like the vice president. The vice president, right? Vice vice governor. Um, The attorney general. Uh, the Secretary of State and auditors and commissioners. Um, so our governor is Glenn Youngkin. Okay, his name came to me last last pod. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I listened back to that episode and I was Were like, you I, I was so listen, embracers. I was so hungry. I hadn't eaten. I was feeling lightheaded. I even forgot Biden's name. Like it was, oh, was right. Yeah. It was just. It was just. I was hungry. I needed food. That's what that was. Um, but yeah, uh, governor Glenn Youngkin, uh, he is the 74th governor of Virginia and he was elected in 2022. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, our, at our attorney general is, uh, Jason Miriaz. Did I say that right? Miyares. Miyares. Let me make sure I say that right. Miyares. Um, also Republican, I believe. Um, Glenn Youngkin is a Republican and so is Jason Miyares is Republican. He was elected also in 2022. And in August of this year, um, the Secretary of State was appointed by Youngkin and that's Kelly G. Um, is it G or G? I think it's G. G. Kelly G was appointed by Youngkin um, this past August. Um, so that is our, that's the extent of our executive branch, um, the governor and his, his team. Um, the legislative branch is made up 
just like all the other 50 states. The 50 states, um, they are made up of elected representatives who consider matters uh, brought forth by the governor or introduced by its members to create legislation that become laws. Um, the legislature also approves a state budget uh, and initiates tax legislation and articles of impeachment. Um, they they also are part of a, a system of checks and balances among the three branches of government that mirrors the federal system and prevents any branch from abusing its power. And again, like that's basic civics. Um, not saying that you guys should know. I mean, you might have, if you're older, like we are, you might have forgot some of this stuff because it's been a while since you've been in school. <laughs> um, but, you know, those are just like the basic makeup of things um, and stuff like that. Uh, the smaller chamber is the Senate. The larger chamber is the House of Representatives, um, which the elections that's coming up, Carl, mm -hmm. we are electing or we are choosing um, for the Senate and the House of Reps. Um, and actually, I wanted to take a pause. This is something I, I thought would be fun. This, this is just, yeah, man, this is just all some. the mailers. I, I meant to bring mine. There's this is just some. I threw most yeah. of them away. Okay, but I we get ads and stuff like that, like on our TVs. But this is the paper that's wasted for for advertisement that no one looks at. If you look at these, you're lying. There's no way that you actually read and look at all of these that come through your mail. This is some of them. This one says, don't criminalize women. Every voice matters. Vote. Abortion rights are on the ballot this November. The Republicans have vowed to restrict and criminalize abortion. I don't even know. Oh, it says protect your rights. Vote. Love Rhonda. That's what it says, friends. It's a postcard from Rhonda. Rhonda loves me. Um, <laughs> this one is from Republican Sabahan Donovan. Uh, she is. Here's the thing that I want to highlight. Because there's so much on this, I don't even know what she's running for. But she's endorsed by Governor Youngkin. It does have a list of her platform. So okay. I will say that. But on the other side, the other side is demonizing her opponent. <laughs> Far left Skylar Van Volkenberg. It has a quote. I don't know if that's actually from her or not, him or not, but it says, I, I identify as a socialist. Um, Far left Skylar Van Volkenberg pushing an extreme agenda. And it's like, the lettering is it's like red and it's darker. Her side is white and light. The other side is like yeah. evil red. Um, there's another one just like it. Her side is white and clean and bright. His side is like Scarlett Van Volkenberg supports abortion all the way until the moment of birth. He's evil. Right? This is like really quality paper and stuff, Carl. Do you see all this? I do, yeah. This is um this one is a different one. This is just you should vote. This isn't supporting anybody. This is kind of this is neutral. Your neighbors are voting. There are important state legislature elections in Virginia this fall. Make your plan to vote today. And this is more so um pushing voting early. Like vote by mail. Um, or you can vote early in person um, until November 4th. Yeah. Or you can vote on election day, November 7th. Um, so that's just advertising to vote. Here's a Skylar von Volkenberg uh, supporting him. This is his advertisement, but his isn't criminalizing anybody. Like there's no, oh, I, I spoke too soon. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a picture of his opponent. Uh, ripped in half what it was yeah it's getting kind of crazy like, oh, I see. <laughs> um 
But yeah, crime and deadly drugs are tearing our community apart. Skylar Van Volkenberg stands with criminals, not victims. Oh, I'm sorry. This is not Skylar Van Volkenberg. This is this is just bad mouthing him. This isn't even supporting anybody. This is just propaganda to bad mouth their opponent. So it's this is just the beef. This is just a diss track here. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. I don't even know who that's for. Okay, here we go. Riley um, Shaia hmm. for delegate. Prioritize safety in Henrico. Um, this isn't bad-mouthing anybody, though. This is just for Riley. Um, shout out to Riley for not bad-mouthing anybody. Um, but just running, running her race. Uh, and last but not least, and this is one, this is just a couple. I wasn't going to read all of them, um, but this is another advertising to vote. Thank you for doing your civic duty and voting in the upcoming Virginia legislature elections. Um, and it gives me three ways that I can vote. Sorry, you had to sit through that, Carl. It's all good. You know, <laughs> the ones I had were only well, many of them were around the casino. Oh, okay. Yeah. The as far as the people that are up for election, most of the mailers and the advertising were around promoting the referendum of the casino. Mm-hmm. But we do have people. Yeah. Like it's just bombarded with all of that. And again, I reiterate the importance of being informed. Because just like me, people are going to throw that stuff away. Like, I'm not looking through all of it. Only the reason I did is because we were preparing for this episode. Mm -hmm. But yeah, same. (laughs) It's just like a lot. And I'm like, this is it's going directly into the trash. And I think there is strategy. Like some of those names are big and plastered. You can see them on. Uh, not posters, but like sandwich boards, vinyl banners, yeah. and it just triggers a lot of recognition. Yeah, and maybe all they need is an affiliation a name. and a name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that may be what the game is now. Like if they can at least remember my name, might raise the probability of them choosing me. True. Um, whether they know my platform or not, they'll choose me because they've heard my name. Yep. Um, and a, you know, this is like, man, that's. That's so dangerous. <laughs> um, you're playing around with people's livelihoods and lives um, so loosely. Um, but moving on, uh, we do have a judicial branch, and that's modeled just like the federal government judicial branch um, here in Virginia or Richmond as well. Um, so the tiers of the local government, Carl, the mayor, yep. LeVar Stoney, we talked about that. Um, LeVar Stoney assumed uh, his role in 2016. He's the youngest person to ever hold the office. Uh, and he won also in 2020. Was 2020 a re-election? Yes. Yeah, he was the incumbent. Okay. Um, his current term ends January 1st, 2025. It would be... Yeah, I think that... Or it'll it'll end in twenty twenty four after the twenty twenty four election. Yep. Right. So in a twenty twenty four election, the presidents is voted for, but also mayors. Yeah, they will be on our ballot. On our ballot, right. Okay. Not your ballot, but my ballot. But yeah, but his term doesn't end until the first and then it switches over. That's right. That makes yeah, sense. That's pretty makes much sense. lame duck. Right. Right, right, right. Kind of like a yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, um, for you out there, Embracers, just in case you're wondering what a mayor's duties is and responsibilities. So this is what, and this is not a shot. I'm not taking any shots at anybody, um, but this is what we are supposed to look toward our mayor to do. Here we go. Administration of local government, managing the city's budget, and ensuring that municipal services such as uh, public safety, transportation, and utilities are provided to to residents. They also serve as ambassadors for their cities, promoting economic development and attracting investment to the area, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> in many cities, the mayor has the power to veto legislation passed by the city council and to appoint city officials such as um, department heads and members of advisory boards. Um, things the Stony administration has claimed to have accomplished. Okay, these are claims. Increased the local contribution to the Richmond public school system by nearly 50%. I don't agree. Okay, I'm going to keep reading, Carl. <laughs> uh, constructed three new schools, increased access to high-quality after-school programs, and created Virginia's first children's fund and positive youth development fund. Created the Pathways program, which will begin as a pilot program in the fall of 2023, which is right now, that financially supports Richmond Public School graduates to and through community college. Is, is that happening? Have you heard of that? I've not heard of that. Okay, keep going. Just I'm going to keep going. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything, but you know, I'm going to just keep going. Investing a record $70 million in affordable housing. City and... <laughs> I have to read this, y'all, and look over at Carl every time. <laughs> um, city employees are set to receive a historic 8% salary increase in this physical year or, or the 2024 budget um, and increase the salaries for teachers and public safety workers during uh, his tenure. Additionally, the mayor increased the minimum wage for city employees to $18 an hour. Um as Richmond residents, how have you seen these improvements materialize or have you not? Have you seen some of these, Carl? Yeah, I am a Richmond resident. Um, I have heard of some things coming down the pipeline around my neighbors who are employees of the city, like teachers, mm-hmm. or I have seen some improvements around like infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the point around the how affordable housing, mm-hmm. I've seen programs come through where they're promoting ownership and yeah. creating programs around that with the Richmond Redevelopment and Housing Authority, the uh, RRHA. I've seen some some developments even adjacent to my community with that, mm-hmm. and there are other movements that have struck some controversy when it comes to what is being developed. And we've spoken about this with the, the courts. Yeah. And those, some of them being raised for new affordable housing, but there's a question around what will come up. So that's still left to be answered. Yeah. But I think that is coming from some of the, the, the claims here as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot, Embracers. And um, again, we're just trying to wrap our minds around how do local politics work and what are the roles that people play? Moving along, uh, we have city council members. There are nine city council members, nine districts. Um, in order, we have West End, North Central, North Side, Southwest, Central. Whoop, whoop. You're Central? Yeah, I'm a fifth district. Hey, um, Gateway, East End, South Side, and South Central. <coughs> um, and if you're listening to this and you're in like in Rico County or Hanover or wherever. You don't count. You don't count. This is just <laughs> Richmond. Looking at the map, I'm very much interested in trying to understand where the lines are of the count. Because it's like, looking at the map, Henrico County is like, a, like, Richmond is like a baseball. A weird shaped baseball. Okay. And 
like don't look at me like that. Like no. went splat. <laughs> yeah, like a baseball that went splat. But Henrico County is like a hand that's grabbing it. Okay, I see like, where you're going. Yep. From the west, Henrico County is like grabbing it. It's like yeah, it's all because around it. it's all around it. Mm-hmm. It's either on the far. It's Henrico County is on the far side of Richmond as well. Yeah. East and West. The East and West. And it's just weird. It's just weird how they drew the lines. That's all I'm saying. We can move on. <laughs> um, it's just very interesting stuff. City Council, friends, is responsible for creating and amending local laws. This is something that I didn't know too much about at all. About City Council mm-hmm. and like you know, electing them and stuff like that. But um, first of all, before I continue about their responsibilities, let me just say members hold a four-year term. The next general election is November 7th uh, for city council members um, for Richmond. Uh, they, They are responsible for creating and amending local laws, providing policy and government oversight, appointing members to boards and commissions and approving the annual Richmond government budget. We, we directly in like our vote directly impacts who gets to make these decisions, Carl. Yeah. I can say that, you know, and when I read these things and like, after I've been like kind of chewing on this, I really got to the point where I was like, man, I can't be so flippant with my vote, with my voice. That's right. Yeah. If you think about it as a responsibility or whatever, your decision does have an impact. And if enough people realize that they have that power Mm -hmm. and you can say a privilege that will influence the vote. So mm-hmm. the folks who, who don't vote, who have who have been discouraged by the system, their number will show up if they can, if they're enabled, empowered, and given access to give their vote because it is a numbers system. Yeah. Um, though there are methods and ways that other systems take to prevent that. Or make it more difficult. Yeah. It is important. Very. And, you know, people ignore it. That was one of our questions as well. Why do people ignore local politics? And I think just giving this episode or just kind of relaying some of the information that we got. It's a lot of information. It's just a lot to keep up with. And people's lives are like, (laughs) I have enough to, to think about and worry about. So they can't begin to really even wrap their minds around the ins and outs and the meetings and the showing up here and voting here and doing this and that. Um, and I get it, but I would say the, the end doesn't or does justify the means. The means doesn't justify the, the, the means end. doesn't justify the end. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that, what you, is that what you meant to say? Yes. <laughs> the end doesn't justify the means. It's just like, it is a lot to wrap your mind around, mm-hmm. but if you don't, it's going to get even worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like you're kind of digging your own grave in a in a sense. Uh, you're going to die. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm not saying you're, <laughs> I'm not saying you're going to die, but you're, you are making your own bed and you got to lie in it. Yeah. We're, we're accountable to our vote. Right. Yeah. If you don't vote, yeah. uh, I can't say that. You know, if you didn't vote, you can't say anything. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's a fallacy. And, but if you did vote, yeah, you made, you've taken responsibility for what right. the outcome is. Even, you know, if even if you didn't get to see whoever you voted for elected, right? Yeah, right. Well, um, that was just kind of some. I think that that kind of sums up most of our questions and just local politics in general. Um, and yeah, like um, a lot of this stuff is researchable. A lot of this stuff is coming up in the in the election that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I, I spoke about like some of the responsibilities and these are some big things, you know, and the thing about it is it's weird because not weird, but it's just a lot because the advertisements, the running, the platforms, that's, that's like from now or whenever it started till next year around this time, you're going to be seeing this. Like it's not going away anytime soon because next year is an election year. So it's the, the focus is going to shift from local to national. Um, and there'll, there'll still be obviously local stuff on that, that ballot. It'll be too. more complicated. It'll be way more complicated. So much more. So much more buzz and stuff around the president stuff is like it overshadows a lot of the local. Yeah, it's been four years already. That's crazy. (laughs) This is crazy. These four past four years flew by. Um, and yeah, not in a good, not necessarily in a good way, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So embracers buckle up because this political stuff isn't going away anytime soon and that's why Carl and I wanted to address it right up front because that's the season that we're in right now um, and quite frankly the last time um, we was approaching a political year we fell apart um, we fell apart rather aggressively and it's one of the reasons why this podcast was created um, it's important to be informed and it's important to um, have a uh, have your feelers out there be involved feelers yeah your feelers and be involved um, but yeah so our big topic that is that's on the, the ballot or at least your ballot is the casino yeah but it, it does impact you too it does. I was, yeah. I was right. Which is wild when you think about it. Yeah, and we don't get to vote on it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Carl, I know that you, you like, because this kind of impacts you in a major way and you actually get to vote on it, um, I guess, what did your research or, like, what did you guys, I guess, find out more about the casino since you can kind of speak from more of an informed? It's actually more about the, the history leading up to now mm-hmm. that we get to learn so with the casino coming back to a vote it had to be it had to go before court in order to become part of the referendum Mm -hmm. that's going to be voted on your birthday you know november 7th and there's more hype around it more Mm -hmm. hype more more opposition or more apparent opposition and the will of people will of the people actually yeah showed itself last time we voted against it yeah and you can look into how the population voted it was pre- predominantly affluent educated white communities mm-hmm. or, or you know a mix of those not exp- explicitly those who voted against it mm-hmm. um that indicates one thing to me and then those who were in favor of it were poor impoverished black or brown communities in the city of richmond Mm -hmm. and uh probably some some businesses that that they could benefit from from this and it was a two percent margin wow yeah folks who were part of this project the property's already been purchased yeah uh, on the south side of richmond so they saw that well maybe we can get some feedback maybe we can make a few changes and put this up for a vote again mm-hmm. and so that's what lavar stoney did and he brought it to essentially become part of the vote again and he's really hopeful and there were some strategies here and i won't really give too much of my opinion on it though it may may come through but he essentially promised that it would benefit the children there was a promise for child care to come out of that there's upon a vote to approve the referendum the developers who are responsible for building this project 
if the will of the people say yes mm-hmm. to this, there's upward of $26.1 million that will be paid out in order to fulfill whatever the promises for campaigning for this casino. Yeah. Um, and supposedly that's going to go to schools. It's supposed to go to child yeah. care programs. Multi-million dollar on the uh, South side of Richmond trust fund. Yep. A trust fund. And that's a, that's a big sum as a lump sum at that. Yeah. Right. Um, the other part of it is more money. What's going into campaigning for the casino. Mm-hmm. There are donors on either side in opposition of it and in favor of it. Yeah. As far as in favor, it significantly outweighs those in opposition. Right. Do you know what the number is? Do I want to know what the number is? It's a big number. What's the number? It's over $8 million of promotional materials, campaigning, over eight million dollars yeah. went into campaigning. Yep, and a lot of where that money is going is to pay people in order to put their feet out in the world and go knock, door knocking or to walk up to people to talk about these things. It's going to the promotional material, like the mailers that show up at my door, uh, similar to what what you're getting to your door. Yeah. So mine are coming about the referendum and there are different <laughs> PACs, political, political action committees who are participating in this on either side as well. Uh, one strange thing about this is that the money is going to unions. They're paying members of unions to mm-hmm. promote this. Yeah. And, uh, Union's opinion doesn't necessarily mean that it is the will of the membership, the like the majority of the membership. It's just a donation, and so some 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 of that some of that population gets to echo that. Um, so there's a number of unions that have been listed as in favor or who support or sponsor mm-hmm. the casino. Some of them are hospitality, some of them are trades, um, but they're not overall trades there are specific union chapters so teamsters uh journeyman hospitality uh you, you name it there's a few of those uh so that's that was that's what was really interesting to me where this money is going and the number for for those and against it is very small it's like less than uh as far as like one of the numbers that i saw is less than two hundred thousand dollars yeah and the majority of that is from a big name in Richmond, Ucrop family. The Ucrop family. Yeah. Shout out to them. We love you. Yeah. Um, I'm blown away by $8 million spent on campaigning. It tells me a number of things. It tells me, one, they are sure that whatever markups or whatever data that they've collected, research, exactly tells that. them that they are going to make an insane amount of money if it comes if it, if it comes here yeah like if to where they're willing to spend eight million dollars of Richmond's money on campaigning for this well it's the developers money the developers money yeah. I'm sorry I'm it's sorry. A, let me, let me between, retract that from the statement yeah the developers money but the fact that the developer is like here's eight million <laughs> that says something um That's crazy. Um, and I'm even torn because, um, not torn in how I feel or, or what my, you know, side, like position is, but I've, I've always, Urban One is a very noticeable, uh, collaborative um and it's helped in it's there's faces of it um that's done things in the past that i've always 
seen and they're connected to different people um, within the black community that um, just hits different. So to see that this is something that I kind of stand in opposition, um, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's rather weird, but I wanted to touch on just some of the stuff that, or just one, um, you know, what's some other things, you know, you know, the homie Carl, He's a Richmonder, but here's some other Richmonders that have something to say about it too. Um, and these, are, this is a quote uh, from "They Remain Anonymous," but it says, "Has the lottery solved the problems with education as they promised it would? It has not. Gambling is not going to solve the problems with childcare." Um. And I, what I've seen is that more people are, it seems that more people are just against the gambling aspect of it. Yeah, Would you say a, that? There is, I think there are a number of folks around the morality of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not my issue. That's not my issue. That's not my issue. Um, but I, I just think my issue is what it does to community. Specifically, what it does to those who are already at the bottom of it. Yeah. So vulnerable populations who give in to the promise that this will help. Or those who are addicted. Right. Yeah. And it's almost as if it creates more, like, we think this thing is going to help. But what this thing really does is creates more of a gap between you and the middle class. Those who are lower class. Sure. Like it creates more of a uphill, like steep hill for you to climb up in order to even be like, okay, I, I feel like I'm middle class now or even upper class. Um, it just creates more of a divide um, for people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any more to, to add about yeah, the I mean, there's, casino? Just a lot. And so there's there's valid thinking and bringing entertainment and yeah. hospitality, yeah. lodging to the Richmond area. Yeah. But at what what cost? We don't know that. We we can look at case studies. The point is not to sway people right here, but like what is actually happening. Right. You can look at case studies of what happens with cities. Certain mm-hmm. cities do well. A lot of cities do well. A lot of cities do not do well right. years after these developments have been built. Uh, so that if you look at the communities around them, like right there, what happens to those? Mm-hmm. What happens to the city? We're not Las Vegas. That is a city that is predominantly, that is it, that is its industry. Yeah. yeah. But also you wonder about what does it do? So after the referendum, you have about 12 months before they start to break ground and about three years more while they're building. And then they're going to hire people to, to build it. So this, the trades that'll help benefit the community, the local economy. And then after it opens, what happens, you'll employ people. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot of risk in my opinion for those people who are being hired for those communities. Mm -hmm. We're not sure what's going to happen. Yeah, I was. I'm trying to collect my thoughts mm-hmm. um, because something something you said um, pointed something out to me. Um, is that you know on the flip side of all this, um, especially me being a, an actor um, by trade or by talent, um, I love the thought of bringing more entertainment to Richmond. You know, like I I love the thought. Like I've I was I've had conversations with people and said. Man, if Richmond got a national basketball team, I would be at every game. Would you really? I would. I would. I really would. Like, if they built a stadium up in uh, Virginia Center Commons, you know, they got rid of the mall. If they built a stadium right there and they housed a national basketball team in the NBA, I'd be at every game. I would get season tickets. I'd be I'd be a basketball bum up there, know know every player's <laughs> name. I'd be into it, like really into it. I'd really embrace the team, um, because I would really love to see, 
you know, these athletes and stuff like that give back to the communities here to inspire young boys. You know what I'm saying? And girls. Like, I mean, just, you know, just inspire the communities to, you know, to to think higher, to give hope. You know what I mean? Um, I would love all of that. Um, I've always said, hey, I wish these artists, rappers, and singers and stuff would come to Richmond more. I mean, I think Browns Island is a great place. Mm-hmm. But they seem to not want to come to Browns Island. And that's and that's fair. I can understand why. But there's progress on that. There's progress. There is. There's this progress. Um, I mean, we had Pusha T last year. Um and oh, that was great. There's yeah. a venue being built there now. Yeah. 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 So seventy five hundred people. Oh yeah. That's a um, lot of people. And we don't always want to drive all the way out to um, you know, the fairgrounds out in uh near King's Dominion. Mm-hmm. Um, because Shaco, I mean, oh, this area is, is great. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that lower area, Shaco bottom, Browns Island, all of that, um, is a pretty great venue. But thinking about, man, if they build this, you know, what artists may come to Richmond that's never been to Richmond to perform, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about those things, but not at the expense for me, not at the expense um, and like Carl said, we're not trying to sway no audience. Like that's that's not the purpose of this episode. <laughs> it, we're just discussing the topic yeah. and being open about how we feel about it. You are free to believe and vote however you want to, because the point is, it's your it's your vote, it's your voice, it's your like power. You know what I mean? Um, so please feel free, like to you know. That's why I wanted to kind of talk about some of the some of the positives. Um, you know, Mayor Stoney may do exactly what he said he's going to do. Um, you know, there's all a possibility. We don't know everything. That's why we do these episodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I don't think it's the best idea. Um, because I, I think about the property value and the community that's going to get, there's people that's already struggling. How are they going to deal with a, a casino being built and, you know, industry comes in and just raise the property value. Like yeah. everything is, is expensive. We, we talked a little bit about that. Right. When the, when it was on the referendum two years ago, there were developers or investors buying out properties and converting them yeah. to be short-term rental properties Yeah, because of the casino, but then it didn't come through. So there, there's, there are some casualties there. Yeah. Um, I think I think about some questions here um, as we get closer to close. Mm-hmm. The issue that I see addressed about this big this big problem or this this big um, casino that people are up in arms about or really feel some type of way about it. Is there a better way for the city to generate revenue? Because if there is. If there's a way for the city to generate revenue that doesn't squash people in its in its you know path, then maybe that's a better option. I think people who are against the casino aren't saying that they don't want Richmond to make more money, especially when that money can go to schools, yeah. childcare, and other things that we talked about today. That's important. A city needs to make money. Is that not important? <laughs> City needs to make money, um, but there may be better ways to do that. Um, so that's a question, you know, for you out there, embracers. Is there a better way for a city to generate revenue? Also, what are the long-lasting effects of having a casino in an area of Richmond that is already um, that already has disparages? Um, that's a great question, you know. It, it may be nice and shiny at first after, you know, like Carl said, it may take three or four years to build um, and then open. Uh, at first, it may be shiny and new. Um, and, you know, everybody's going, oh, it's awesome. Da, 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 da. We stayed at the resort. But what are the long lasting impacts of it being here? You know, um, Carl, did you did you find how it impacts Henrico, Henrico County years? I would say you tell me. It's on the <laughs> south side of the city, so you're pretty right. far from it. I'm pretty far from it, but I think that, like I said last time, I, 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 I still hold that position that 
it is going to bring a traffic to Richmond that we don't like. It's going to bring a traffic to Richmond to where it's going to push people into Henrico County. And it's going to impact Henrico County by by association almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to impact us by association because all of the big wigs that that want to be a part of it or move here because of it or buy land, they're not going to live in Richmond. They're going to live in Henrico County. They're going to live on River Road. It's like everybody else <laughs> close to U of R. You know what I'm saying? On the west side. They're going to lean west. Sure. Or the people who can't afford to live in the city are going to go to less expensive properties in the suburbs. Henrico, Chesterfield. Exactly. Exactly. Because Henrico has a number of those suburbs as well. Um, but it's just going to push people out of Richmond into areas that are already crowded. Henrico County is very crowded. If you haven't noticed, if you live in Henrico County, you know what I'm talking about. The schools are jammed packed. As a teacher, I'm telling you a fact that rhymed. (laughs) The schools are jammed packed. Every classroom has about 38 kids in it. And growing. We just got some new students in our class, some of our classes. Uh Like, it's still growing. We almost close to 40 now. Okay. It's just growing. (laughs) And I don't think that that's a positive thing because then we start talking about students not getting the help they need because there's too many students. You know what I'm saying? Um, But that's a, that's another topic for another time. But Hmm. it's just, it, I think it impacts the greater Richmond area, not just Richmond. Um, Yeah. But, um, Man, last question, Carl, before we close. If it does get voted on and it does pass and it gets built, are you going? You want to take your wife? Yeah. Would you take Colleen? I don't know. I I haven't gone to any of the new casinos that have been introduced yet. That's fair. So I've only been to one, and that was Rosie's. Mm -hmm. And I was it was a birthday party that I went to. Um and you know, me and me and my wife was like really like, hey, you get, I think, what was it, 20? It was like, you get $20, I get $20. And that's it. Like, we didn't take our cards in there. We just took $20. And that's it. Once it was gone, it was gone. So you lost your money. So we, pl- oh, yeah. Okay. But it was like 40 It was $40. It was like, you know, we ate at home that day. Like, we ate dinner at home. So it was like, okay, this is $40. This is, this is, the, this is us eating out once. You know what I mean? Um, so it it was the same as going to McDonald's or something. Like it was the same as getting some wings from um the cocky rooster or something like that. You know what I mean? Um but we lost it. We played the penny slots until we couldn't play them no more. <laughs> um hmm. but even that experience is just I can see why people have an issue with the with the gambling as well. Yeah. Because it's not something that breeds uh good things. But um I would say I don't know if I would go. Um, I think I would lean more towards the resort side if I did go. Like I, I think about taking my wife to um, somewhere nice, and if it's this close, like if it's in the city and it's this close, I'm like, oh, okay, it's a little resort. Maybe we can, you know, stay at a hotel or something and be by the pool or something, and it'd be nice. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't think I would go to the casino part. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Um, I have so many feelings about that coming to Richmond that I don't know if I'd actually take her to that. Um, well, it's yeah. not about you. It's not about me. <laughs> and that's why it's still up in the air. Like, I don't really know. Tourism. Tourism, yeah. yeah I can only imagine what that's going to do to the tourism, man, the people that's going to come to Richmond. That's never been a Richmond in a life. Um, <laughs> just for this casino and resort. But amen. Um, embracers, you are free. Uh, to make the choice <laughs> that you want to make. Um, I hope this episode was informative, um, that you learned a little bit about how things are done in Richmond and um, how important it is to be informed about them. Because your voice, it impacts the people. It impacts community. Um, so take those questions, take those thoughts, reach out to us if you have something to add or you have some questions that we can kind of come back and answer as well, please feel free to reach out to us. 
Um, on our next episode, Carl, myself, and a special guest will be bringing you a breakdown for our first hit pick of the season. Mm -hmm. They cloned Tyrone, the Netflix hit movie. Be sure to check out that movie if you haven't already. Please make sure you watch that because spoiler spoiler alert all over that we are going to dive into it deep we're going to get into it uh and it's going to be great um we have a special guest for you guys um so uh thank you guys so much for rocking with us please make sure you support us by subscribing following us on instagram at embrace underscore podcast if you are listening by any chance on apple podcast or on any platform that allows you to leave a review please consider leaving a review for us i've heard that that helps us yeah uh please feel free to reach out to us again we love you guys and we'll see you on the next episode peace